Hi, and welcome to Real Doofs, the lunch table sessions. I'm Drew. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. And this is a movie podcast, usually. But today we actually... (laughs) And today, I was going to say, today we're actually doing something a little different that was sort of on point, but still unusual for us. Uh, Let me explain. So... During everything that's been going on, we've been sticking together, watching a movie here and there, watching pilot episodes of TV shows, ranting about movies when on like accidentally that Brian decided to cut together as a full (laughs) episode. Um, So today we were asked a couple weeks ago to kind of talk a little bit about ourselves, which, you know, we hate doing, but we'll do it for the fans. Um, and, and kind of give some people some perspective into movies that really had an impact on us. So instead of Brian, Joe, and myself just making a list of our top five to ten favorite movies, um, we're actually kind of taking a 30-day film challenge. But instead of doing it over the course of 30 days, you guys are going to listen to us do it in the course of about an hour. Uh, each one of us has 10 slots that have a question about a movie that we like, that we have to answer. And we decided that we'd tell you about it and, you know, tell maybe a little bit about share an experience we had with it or why we enjoy it so much. Uh, just so you guys, the, the viewer have a little more insight on our taste. And I'm really excited to see where this goes because I think there's something to say about, um, you know, the, the time you're, you're born in and the time that, you know, you, you watch movies and, and what you're allowed to watch when you were younger and th- that kind of thing. I think that really, <laughs> um, really plays a part in all of this. Um, you know, Brian, Joe and I, well, Joe and Brian are the same age, but I'm a little bit older and I watched different movies that when I was growing up than these guys did. So I think this is going to be really cool and I'm very excited. So um, guys, if it's okay with you, I will um, narrate and ask um, the, the day one, the questions and we can just go from there. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds good. Awesome. Uh, are you guys ready? Do you have any questions? Do you need to take a moment of silence before we start? Are, are we good? I think we can just, uh, I think we can just roll with it. Just roll into it. Okay. So Brian, first, it. this first one's going to you. Well, what, I, what we'd I'm like sorry. to know <laughs> is what is the first film you remember watching? Yeah, I, uh, this, uh, you had asked me this for the, uh, social medias a while back. Um, specifically with like remember watching in theaters uh which is which is the first i remember like distinctly uh, and it was phantom menace and i had taco bell Mm -hmm. uh, and that was great but um i had to really uh, dig deep i was six it was 1999 i uh dig deep to remember pre that what what do i remember seeing when i was like a kid uh there's like three that are all like jumbled in my brain but the one that really stands out to me is uh 1988's land before time oh nice. yes uh 
yeah, this this and like um, uh, an American Tale, Five Goes West, and like oh. A Bug's Life all like stand out to me. But Land Before Time feels really distinct. I remember going to my friend's house and he had like a bunch of them on VHS. I looked it oh. up because I remember there being a lot of them. There's, There's like thirteen, fourteen, yes, fourteen yes. of these bad boys. Yes. Oh my um, god! But only the first was created by. Uh, by the guy who also did like an American tale and stuff. So there's a lot of uh, like his artwork, I guess um, mm. uh, the the guy who did the art for land before time. I think he only really did the first one. And then the rest of them were just whoever yeah. took over. Mm. I'm, um, George I'm pretty, Lucas was also a producer on this bad boy. And wasn't uh, Spielberg as well. I yeah. Feel it's an like, film. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like it's one of those Steven Spielberg presents movies yeah the producers uh that i recognize are the is also the director so don bluth who Mm -hmm. i guess is considered like a really good animator post disney um george lucas steven spielberg kathleen kennedy (laughs) 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 it's all the big guns um yeah, I remember watching this movie all the time. We'd go over to my friend's house. It was one of the few VHSs they had, and we'd we'd blast through a bunch of these and like sleepovers and stuff like that. So this is probably the earliest memory mm. I have as as far as movies go. Who I was the who was the main character? Oh, it was Littlefoot. Littlefoot. Little oh yeah, Littlefoot. There was Littlefoot. Ducky. Ducky. I remember um, Ducky. I remember Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. Yep. That's it. Yeah, the yep. Triceratops. And who was Spike the... Chomper? Spike. Yes. Why yeah. is Sarah the only one with like a normal name? <laughs> I don't know. I think oh, they Petrie. just yeah, Petrie. I think they just gave up naming them. <laughs> well, it's Sarah, like Triceratops. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Awesome, man. That's a good one. I like that a lot. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um. Joe, yes. What is a film that you like that starts with the first letter of your name? This is a little tricky because J isn't a frequent letter. But mm. so the first one that came to mind, Joker. Um, oh, nice! Because I loved it, and it was such a great—I don't know—representation of mental health and mm. you know, I guess what's out there and what can mm. happen and how it all starts. And um, I don't know. I just, I really love that. Then I dug a little deeper and was like, all right, what about some older movies? I, I just typed in movies that start with the letter J that I've seen. Um, and I was like, Oh, Jaws. And I was like, nah, jo- nah Joker. <laughs> no, no. Joker stands out more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's great. That is pretty wild. Um, what was your first impression when when you came out of the theater or did, did you – you saw it in theaters, right? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I guess the whole – the first impression was it was just hard to watch. It was like <laughs> you just – I don't know. It, you, you really like resonate with this guy and you're like he's not a bad guy. He's just – he's just lived – he's just been in the wrong his whole life, I guess. I, I Or he's been in the – he's like been put in the wrong position every every yeah every turn so yeah i yeah that i thought it was really weird um there were like moments in editing even where it like tries to put you in his place i'm like mm-hmm. wait did i just see that is that ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah totally, i don't know yeah. what's happening anymore because it, it kind of tricks the editing sort of tricks you too was yeah, like, or like it shows you people who aren't actually there and stuff mm. uh to make you feel like well now i don't know what the truth is and if i don't know how is this guy supposed to i i remember like 
thinking, you know, the mom was like, was, you know, not like was delusional that she was with Wayne with Wayne and all this stuff. Spoilers, by the way, they're going to be spoilers epically done (laughs) throughout this whole thing. Um, (laughs) But like, I remember about the whole thing with the mom and then, you know, the Thomas is like, she was crazy, blah, blah, blah. And they find the file and it said she was crazy. And then after he's broken, completely broken, he's looking at the old picture of the mom when she's younger when she worked at Wayne's place and you see the shot of his face and the back of the picture that says like love TW. And I was just like, wait, 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 wait. And they went so quickly that I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, and he was broken already at that point. And it, oh, so like, it was a really, uh, really great take and, and look at this um, origin that nobody wanted. Like, do you remember they said they were making a Joker origin movie and like people are like, why? That's one of the best re- char- like parts about the characters. We don't know anything about the character. That's mm. what makes him great. And then they mm. came out with this movie and it knocked all of our socks off. We were like, holy shit, like <laughs> do it again. Yeah. <laughs> do, do it. Do, do one on me now. Like, I don't know. It's like good. So yeah, that, that's a great one, man. That's a good choice. Um, so the next one I'll also, take and it, oh, go ahead, Joe. Also, just a disclaimer: my my answers have nothing nothing to do with like the movies I grew up with. It's it's I I was kind of just answering the categories here. So yeah, as long as they make an, yeah, too. as okay. long as they make an impact on you, that's that's all that we're asking for. Yeah. Um. So a film that has more than five words in the title is the next one, and I I that one was a little tricky. I I asked. My wife was like, first off, we we had we said it had to have more than five words. It couldn't be five or more. So oh, I was like, what okay. about Return of the King? No, shit, that's four. What about <laughs> The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King? And she was like, doesn't count. And I was like, yeah, man. Um, so I kind of reached back and was thinking about movies that I like try to say movie titles. And uh, I ended up having to do what you did, Joe. I had to look up like titles of long movies and see what popped out at me. Um, and something came up that I, I think about every once in a while. And it was uh, Sergio Leone's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, uh, okay. This is uh, one of the greatest Westerns ever made. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal movie starring, um, I'm just off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Clint Eastwood, obviously. And Mm -hmm. then, and he's the good. And then the bad is Lee Van Cleef, I think his name is. Um, And, and then the ugly is, um, I can't even think of his name right now, but goofy, like, you know, they made him look, they made him look a little bit goofy. And this was a spaghetti Western. So it was an Italian made Western. Um, And it's this great story about basically the civil war has been going on. um, And they know about this, this like uh, treasure that was found. uh, And these, um, these guys buried it. And all three of these guys, these characters who basically cause all sorts of mischief are on the hunt looking for this treasure. But Sergio Leone's did some of the uh, coolest like shots to um, make you feel tension. And whenever there was going to be like a um, a shootout or a draw, you know, they're, they're, they're standing there waiting to draw on each other. And 
Leone did this, would always do the shot of like, first off, you'd see the shot from the character's backside and the gun on his, on his, uh, oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. But you could see the other guy far away. That, that classic. Yeah. Uh, and then they go back yeah. and forth and you'd see it every, then they do the shot of just their eyes and it, they'd hold on that and you're looking and you're waiting. And then it goes to the next guy and he might look at one of the other guys and like, you just see the eyes, not the head turn, just the eyes. And you just, felt this tension 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 it's um it it's a long movie but it is it is one of the uh greatest westerns ever made and i remember my dad and i um he introduced me to the western genre um and i can re- i have that kind of fond men- memory being a young child watching it with him and um that stuck with me so i think that was um that's my my choice and I'm loving that's it. That's a good one. That's the classic. That's where you get the classic like Western music from too, right? Like, well, the, this is where you get the the Italian Western music because it's like, yeah, which um, is better than the regular Western music. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy because like it's not like adventure-y. It's like it's not I don't like know, whistling it's, and yeah, like, it's got these weird. Oh, it's great. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, Brian, I'm going with you on this one. This is yeah. a film that you like with a number in the title. This one was hard. Um, <laughs> it, it, like, I thought about, like, a, I could cop out and do, like, a, well, you know, there's a lot of Star Wars movies with numbers in the title. Star Wars um, Episode okay. 9. Yeah. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I went with uh, 21 Jump Street. Nice. Uh, 2012 movie uh, by Chris Miller and, and Phil Phil Lord. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just a fun movie. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, no, it totally is. A, yeah. I like their style of of putting a movie together, and I guess it was written by Jonah Hill. But uh, Phil Lord mm-hmm. and Chris Miller are, are very like funny action directors, uh, and so it's just like a good time. Anytime you get like a buddy cop movie that also has Channing Tatum in it, you know, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. And that was another one where Channing Tatum to me, uh, I remember hating him in his early years. I was like, Oh, dance boy. Good. Okay. Step up. Yeah, that's right. He stepped up. Um, but I remember really not liking him early on. And I think it was around the time magic Mike came out where he actually was said like, this is based on my early years and he was really heavily in the production. I was like, let me see what's going on here. Um, I may, I don't remember if magic Mike came out first or if 21 jump street did, but I remember having a higher respect for him. He also made a, um, or was involved in this movie called 10 years about a 10 year high school reunion that really, really, um, pulls at me personally like um and it's an amazing movie and it's low budget and it's got um it's got channing tatum it's got rosario dawson it's got uh oscar isaac it's got chris pratt it's got uh like it's a huge cast of people now that we all know of but it's got like fat chris pratt in it and um um just a ton of people kate mara like um really cool movie so i started to really like him and when this came out i was like holy shit this guy is funny he can drop like he can hit these funny marks he can do all this stuff he's like 
great man what a fucking great movie this he's, is he's also been in like four movies a year since 2005 this dude right. works yes he does and like <laughs> he popped up in stuff where i was like why is channing tatum before i even had a respect for him he was in yeah. like um what was that there was that johnny depp movie where he was like john dillinger i think it was like public enemies and like randomly like channing tatum is like in it and then he randomly popped up in tarantino's um uh the eight what was it the uh the hateful eight hateful yep. eight he pops up like like what the hell is happening so fucking dude is great if he I was in uh hail caesar oh he uh, was stole the show in hail caesar well actually yeah, he was han solo han solo and ray fines oh my god stole yes. the show but he had an amazing part in hail caesar um honestly i gotta say in, uh uh what was it? Uh, oh my gosh, what's it called? Kingsman, the second Kingsman movie. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. Kingsman. The, oh, what was his name? Tequila, whiskey, uh, oh, tequila. tequila. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He's uh, yeah. he's something. He really is. Really, really. Uh, he was really also good. one of the uh, the Yetis in Smallfoot. Oh my god, he was. Yes, Jesus. This is, let's just talk about Channing Tatum for the rest of this. Um, no. <laughs> Honestly, I got to say that this is making me really excited because you guys answering things is making me just remember even more things I love about movies, which I I am so about. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, 21 Jump Street's my number one. Uh, my number, not my number one, but it's yeah. a movie that has numbers in the title. Uh, but it's also, it's very funny. And it also has Dave Franco and Brie Larson in it and Ice Cube. So just, mm-hmm. a, just a fun movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, nice. Who's next? Uh, Joe, actually. Uh, Joe. I'd like you yep. to name a film you like where a character has a job you want. Yeah, this one was I'm hard. excited about this one. I am too. I'm very. Um, so I went into the uh, like fiction realm. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. And even further, I went into the animated movie realm. Uh, okay. <laughs> special movie that I very much enjoy. Wally. Uh and I want Wally's job. Okay. Okay. Um, you know what? I mean, that is so like... you. Like <laughs> you. Like I don't even know why I didn't expect this. Like you, yeah. you're gonna take care of the planet, Joe. I you're gonna, it. you're gonna fix the planet. I, mean, I, I don't think that's that, why dude. Joe picked it. I don't think no. that's why Joe picked it. I just love it, though. Wait, why? Why do you think I picked it, Brian? Um, I see you as someone who's very like neat and orderly and just yep. like the way he stacks the cubes is very oh, yeah. organized and Absolutely. thorough. And I, I see that as like a therapeutic thing for you. Totally. Well, I see I Joe mean, as someone who's caring, Brian, you <laughs> son of a bit. No, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the first, the first, uh, character that came to mind in Wally was actually the little robot on the spaceship and his job is to just like clean up shit after the dirty robots make up like yes. after the dirty robots like leave their marks all over the floor the the tiny little robots like chasing after them and all my friends would always tell me like joe that's you and so at first i thought about him and i was like i don't really want that job i want wally's job because wally kind of just turns the trash into like buildings and stuff so, yeah um, it's like art so, yeah. so you want to be an architect and uh like while somehow it's... recycling materials, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that man. That's a great one. That's awesome, Joe. I um, love it. That's great. Brad, did you were you going to say something or? I was going to read yours for you. I felt bad that oh. you have to read your own. All right, I appreciate that. Sure. So, so true. What's uh, what's your uh, favorite animated film? 
All right, so I had a little trouble with this, and um, yeah, it's a lot to pick from. There is, but like, do I go with like my current favorite animated film? Do I go with the the movie that a movie that I really enjoyed that's um, animated in a in a in a way and that really enhanced the film? Do I just mm-hmm. go like from when I was a kid? What what was like a, right. a animated movie I loved when I was a child? Mm. Um, so I think um, I'm going to try to kind of do almost all three in a sense. As okay. a child, um, I what I remember um, as, a, as a child born in the, the 80s, um, I honestly, I do remember things like uh, The Land Before Time and, you know, seeing those. And uh, um, but I think like I remember I was like nine when The Lion King came out. And I remember that movie like knocked my socks off, man. That shit yeah. was crazy. So I, I think as a child, that was my favorite animated film. Um, then as uh, an adult uh, or coming into adulthood, I saw a movie when I was starting to become like a, a film snob in a sense um, that it really, really um, messed my head up. And it was called um, Waking Life. And okay. Waking Life okay. is from the director who did Boyhood and oh. um, he did the, the before, before movie. Yeah, yeah. And um, Waking Life essentially is a movie where all these people walk and talk and have conversations about uh, dreams. And hmm. they were filmed actually filmed actors filmed walking talking and then they were rotoscoped animated over the film so it has this real look to it but then the animation pops out and it's fully animated but you can tell that there's reality behind it and it just talks about dreams and questions things and um it really like made me like i've watched that movie so many times um and it really gave me this like weird like i don't know open-minded thought about like what film could be right then and there um Mm. so it was really wild and then if i went by today i would say probably zootopia was like one of my uh most favorite like anime i and that was tough it was going to be that or into the spider-verse because that was a uh another incredible achievement but i think zootopia probably um i walked out of that literally like grinning ear to ear and was like man what did i just watch like that was so great um so those are my i would say my three if you went through my life at like the stages of my life wow nice uh let's see brian i will jump over to you then what is a film that you will never get tired of i'm jealous you got this question yeah, this was this is a hard one. And this is one where Ooh. I have other movies on the rest of mine that like could also fit into this category. And I was just able to put them into different categories because um, there's a couple of movies that like I'll never get tired of watching. But uh, the one I picked for this category is Pulp Fiction by Quentin Tarantino. Um, That's fantastic. It's one of the first movies that I remember like really liking um, that wasn't like 
you know, Star Wars or a kid's movie or like a Pixar movie. Like it's one of the first ones where I was like, oh, this is like good. And I want to see more by the person who made it because it's a very distinct movie. Mm. And it's one of the first times I actually like cared about a director and wanted to watch the rest of something that they did and saw it as like an, uh, an art form. And I still like Tarantino. I think I like other directors more. Um, but Pulp, Pulp Fiction always has a special place where I could like I could watch that over and over again. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun every time for me. It's just a very quotable movie. Yeah. I think... <laughs> a, I like it. I think that was probably... I don't know if it was the first, but it was one of those the first movies, because that was also, I think, 94 when it came out. Yeah. So I, I must have seen it 95 or 96. Um, but that was one of those first movies, too, that I, when I remember watching and seeing certain scenes being like, wait, you can't do this to a character halfway through a movie or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there were scenes in there and then the whole, then you get your mind blown at the end when you're like, wait, is this not linearly being told to us? Like, yep. like, <laughs> yeah, man, like stuff like that was, that was daring. And that was in the time too, that, that had a budget to it. Um, yeah. but it wasn't a huge, huge, huge budget, but it had a good budget too. But that was in a time when, uh, Tarantino was an independent and still is an right. independent film director. And, you know, you were starting to see these talented people that were not Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and Robert Zemeckis, um, <laughs> making movies and showing their vi- vision and their vision was dark at times. They pulled the, their favorite things of movies and mm. recycled them. And, and you were like, holy shit, what am I watching? man and Um, it's it's one guy's vision from beginning to end which i always think is super interesting because he's writing and directing and the writing is very good i like he gets like he's he's very violent because he's a little kid he's a 12 year old boy who just wants to make a violent movie and is (laughs) super obsessed with feet but yes (laughs) he's also just like a good writer like his dialogue is fantastic like it's some of the most like I don't know, really interesting. Yeah. And some of it's just stupid and nonsense. And that also fits. It makes it feel mm-hmm. a bit more human at times when they're just yeah, like, totally. you know what they call a quarter pound? <laughs> oh, I know. With cheese. Oh, so good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, I'll never get tired of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Joe, this one's for you. Um, mm-hmm. What is a film where you liked the soundtrack more? And I'll just, uh, one thing I'll point out on this one, it's um, I'll also accept something where the soundtrack is so good that it elevates the film to a new level. Like if you had a different soundtrack or score, the movie wouldn't be as good. That counts yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the first movie that came to mind is and and i'm sticking with this one actually is tron legacy and that is oh, because so good i so daft punk sound, yeah daft hell punk, yeah. yeah they killed it i loved the soundtrack and you know this it, it's a controversial movie but i i loved the movie too there are a lot of there's there's a lot of hate out there for this movie but i love the movie and i think without this awesome soundtrack it wouldn't be as good De- definitely wouldn't be as good so i'm sticking so with right. tron legacy um that was my first introduction to like the tron story um the I know universe yeah. i know technically it's a sequel and the first one mm-hmm. first one came out in like the 70s or something right uh it was early 80s early 80s okay yeah yeah I, was this I also s- a disney ride <laughs> uh it's becoming a disney ride at uh okay. in tokyo it's out and in florida it's being constructed in uh magic kingdom but it's it, it's based off a video game, right? Like an arcade game, right? 
so the movie is based off the first movie in Tron. He Jeff Bridges is like a video game designer and he makes the game Tron. Um and then like or right, Tron is a, is a game, but it wasn't right. a game prior. Like it, it wasn't a game prior. It's no? not like the Disney uh like like where okay, they make a movie okay. based after a ride or something like that. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but no, that's a really good one, man, because I, I remember, um, 2010 was, uh, Tron came out December of 2010. Um, and that year also had inception. And I remember distinctly in the preview of Tron, they used that boom, like, but behind that electronic (laughs) music. And I remember that making me be like, I like subconsciously, I was like, I want to watch like this movie, (laughs) like, and, um, (laughs) I just remember the music it like worked with it was so electronic and video game esque and like it fit in there and the the coloring of the movie and the neon and like everything yeah. was so striking in that movie um until you saw Jeff Dan or Jeff Bridges uh plastic face um cuz that was when they were doing like uh like age reversal it was still pretty uh bad um at the time but that was like that was that movie in general was impressive and i wish that that had a third movie that they were going to make but the movie didn't make enough money to make it for disney and uh, it was okay. a bummer because it was going to focus on um i don't know if you remember but in the very beginning the company went over to another guy's hands and it was uh, Killian Murphy who was the scarecrow in you know the Nolan Batman trilogy and he was like the bad guy, like, but we never got to see how bad he was. And it was going to be told in the third movie. So I really, I was like bummed out. Wow. They never went there, but that's a great one, man. That is such a good one. Cause I, I literally, I bought that soundtrack. That soundtrack was oh, so yeah. like, like just, you wanted to move, man. You just Very wanted to good. Oh. Yeah. You can, you can never go wrong with Daft Punk. Yeah. Um, true. Yes. How about a film you hate that everyone else liked? Oh God, this is so easy. Um, I hate the Boondock Saints. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the most overrated films. Um, um, I don't know why it has such a following. It's, um, you know, it uses homophobia as a joke. It, um, it just like like puts on these, the stereotypes, um, for the Irish culture. And uh, to me, to be fair, I will explain. I saw this way late in the game after everyone said it, like I was told, Oh, this is one of the best movies is such a good action movie. It's so funny. And I was waiting for that and it never happened. Um, (laughs) I, I thought it was, I, I mean, overall it's a fine movie, (laughs) <laughs> I'm not saying it's like a bad movie. I'm saying I hate the movie. Um, I'm sure there are movies I hate more, but this one just always pops in the top of my head um, as just a movie that is so overrated. I, I can't like, I, like I've heard rumors, like they made a sequel and I don't know why. Um, 
because no one went to see it. And now they're talking about a third one. Like, no, let's not, let's not go that route. Norman Reedus is lucky. Like that dude, he rode that popularity of this movie. And then he got the uh, walking dead role and like, he's coasting man. Good for him. But whatever happened to his buddy, Sean Patrick Flannery, the other main character, like who's like the pretty boy (laughs) in it. Like I, I, he did a few other things and then he kind of like, like where'd he go? I, I don't know. And, I, I also remember hearing that the director was a bit of a prick. I don't know if that's true. I just heard like rumors about it and I don't, I don't like that shit. Like um, that also makes me kind of be like, eh, so not, not, not my favorite. I, uh, you know, if you got, if anybody listening really loves it, awesome. You know, good, good. Um, just not for me. Yeah. That's Have fair. you guys, any of you guys seen it? No. Awesome. I've Don't. It's on it. our list. I, 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 I've it? seen it when I was pretty young, and I remember like liking the action in it, but besides that, and, and liking the cursing and stuff, but besides yeah. that, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't remember it much. Yeah. Um, Just watch The Departed. Isn't it the same? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but good. But like good. <laughs> but good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, Brian, let's jump over. What is your favorite superhero movie? Uh, this one was hard. So uh, hard. A lot of what we talk about at the lunch table is superhero movies uh, <laughs> and what the next one is that's coming out. I, we were speculating about Endgame like a full two years before it came out. <laughs> 100%. Um, yep. I made the decision to to take all 305 MCU movies and, and <laughs> set, the, set them aside for the moment um, and to not even bother trying to <laughs> trying to label one of those as as my favorite uh even though winter soldier is the best one uh uh the incredibles uh is my favorite superhero film yep yep i always forget that's like considered a superhero film (laughs) yeah brad bird did a great job it's just a good animated movie i remember when it came out it was like wow the animation's so good so realistic oh yeah um but it's just like a sweet movie and i also really enjoy the the style that it was created in which is um that like that superhero heyday like uh comic book golden era style of superheroes um and it's just a it's just a fun movie can i tell you uh my best memory of the incredibles yeah um 2004 the movie came out and i was already i was working for the uh, movie theaters at the time um and i got to got to i wasn't managing yet um but i was able to watch a screening of uh the incredibles and i was really excited because i was told there was a secret like a preview that wasn't being told that was going to be on it like we got like a sheet that told us all the previews that had to be on there and this was still film at the time and we had to add previews but this had a preview attached to the film like you got little trailers uh in the mail all the time that and you you did but when a movie was attached to a a a trailer was attached to a movie that was like you don't remove it it goes on in this order and like it was like a big deal it was star wars revenge of the sith 
the first trailer was on the Incredibles. So for me, that was the best part of watching the Incredibles. (laughs) I actually, I do like the Incredibles. I like it a lot. Um, The music is really good too. It has a, it has a, uh, um, like a great soundtrack. It's very like uh, 1940s and 50s, like big band style. It's so energizing too, like for the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's good. That's a great one. You, you actually really surprised me with that, Brian. I uh, was not expecting you to go that route. Um, Just because you also mentioned it, the other one that I was having trouble uh, with was Into the Spider-Verse, because I also think that that's a fantastic superhero film. Yeah. Uh, very, very different from all the other ones that have been coming out and super, uh, super, super good. Uh, but I know that you had also mentioned maybe picking that one. So I just wanted to, I'm, I'm glad also a runner up for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you went with your heart. Um, uh, Joe, yes. what is a film that you like from your least favorite genre? <laughs> All right. Um, it was, it was hard trying to, it was hard finding my least favorite genre. Cause I do yeah, I was gonna like say, I don't... a lot of genres. Right. Um, and I, 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 I'm going to give you two because I couldn't really decide between these. And one is more of a, you know, a general genre and the other is kind of like a more specific genre. So I didn't know what to go with. Um, general genre. First that came to mind was horror. I'm not a huge horror film guy, but I still enjoy the occasional horror film. It's just not my go-to. Um, if I'm trying to pick a movie, I just, I always skip past the horror section. Um, but horror films and film I enjoy a lot from the horror film genre is the Evil Dead, and which this one was a, the original? Like, okay, um, what what when did it come out? Like seventies, eighties, uh, yeah, 80s? I think, okay, yeah, I think so. Eighty, early eighties, and so my older brother introduced me to horror films and it was kind of evil of him because I was just so young. Me, me and my other brother were just so young and we were terrified for days after he showed us uh, the evil dead and nightmare on Elm street. And just like a bunch of those terrifying horror classics. Um, but over the years I've grown a great appreciation for the evil dead. I just, I don't know the whole thing from, beginning to end it's just super entertaining and it's disgusting and mm-hmm. oh, it's it's some good action in there and i don't know it's it's got thriller aspects and a lot of jump scares which is fine but i also hate um i don't know <laughs> yeah evil dead and then I, I saw that they made a remake in like yes! 2013 yes 13 and i saw the trailer and i was like that's awesome and i i never I never got around to seeing it. So, so how how is it if you've seen it? Um I love it. And I know a lot of people actually don't like it. It made a good amount of money. They thought I, there was no reason they didn't make a sequel. It was so cool. It was a gender reverse role on it too. Jane Levy right. played uh Ash, but her name's you know, Ashley. Like yeah, uh right. but um and it was they so let me backtrack just really quick. Evil Dead 1, the one you saw, the first, original, 1981, The Evil Dead, okay? That was a low-budget horror movie, but it was a horror movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen Evil Dead 2? Y- yes, maybe. Okay. I, think I, so, I think I may have. Or, essentially, and like the third one, I think? So I essentially, Evil Dead 2 is a remake of The Evil Dead, but it's a comedy horror movie. 
It's much more slapstick and they do this humor in there. And then that has its own direct sequel, which is the army of darkness, Ash versus the evil. Yeah. So army of darkness, Bruce Campbell goes, gets sucked into a time portal and he's like in medieval times and he has to fight the evil dead there. And it's really silly and it's really cool. Um, They, remade evil dead in 2013 and made a graphic horror movie like a like i mean uncomfortable and you just your feet you're on edge the whole time like it, imagine uncut gems as if it was doused Ugh. in blood and guts and jump scares it was uncomfortable it was like oh man i i i love horror movies because I occasionally I don't get scared by horror movies much anymore. So when I find something that unnerves me, I'm like, hold on to that, man. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah dude. If I mean, if not to be like, hey, it's so uncomfortable, you should watch it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if if you're ever wondering about it, it, it like you want to watch a, a horror movie on uh, on Halloween, pop that sucker in because that's gonna be like, turn the lights out and see how long you last. Um, <laughs> it, it's wild. That's a good one, Joe. I like that. What, and um, yeah, what you said there was a second movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is a bit more of a specific genre. I don't know if this really counts. <laughs> Historical drama. Um, <laughs> not my favorite genre. I I always skip through this category if it ever appears in Netflix. But historical drama, the theory of everything. Um, I loved oh. this movie. Um, I, I'm, I'm a big, you know, science math kind of guy. And it was really interesting seeing, seeing, uh, what's the actor's name? I, I can never Eddie Raymond. That. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Seeing his portrayal of Stephen Hawking was just amazing. And he won best actor for it. Very well deserved. That was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just love that movie. And, and it's not even a, it's not even like a science math movie. It's like a, it's a, it's a, romance movie it's about his yeah. you know, and it's kind of about his life and his yeah. drifting from his first wife and then mm-hmm. falling in love with his um his like helper lady um yeah i love that one so not a huge fan of historical drama but theory of everything it's awesome it's very good yeah i like that one a lot man that was good drew cool. how about yes, a sir. film that you hate from your favorite genre this is extremely difficult for me. Um, there's a lot of films I hate um, <laughs> from all of the genres, uh, but right now my favorite genre is probably sci-fi. I am on okay, a, nice. uh, I'm on a kick um, rediscovering my love for Star Wars. Um, not awesome. based after this newest trilogy. I thought the new trilogy was fine. I, I really enjoyed uh, parts of it, um, but I, I had that Star Wars fatigue. Um, until I yeah. finished watching the Clone Wars and started watching Rebels, and now I'm like I'm like recharged, yeah. uh, and the Mandalorian. Okay. So anyway, uh, so sci-fi is where it's at right now for me. So I was like, what science fiction movies do I hate? Like, I'm sure there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of bad ones out there. There are, <laughs> and there's plenty I've seen. But right off the top of my head, I will say that I really disliked uh, uh, one that came out last year. Uh, actually, twenty eight was it twenty nineteen? I think it was. I don't remember because of you know everything's going on. I don't remember that time how it is anymore. But um, I disliked um, uh, Alita Battle Angel. 
Okay. Um, oh, I felt okay. that one coming. I don't know why. <laughs> it, it, the funny thing is that movie uh, has a huge following. And yeah, right. yeah, I hear it got uh, good, and, good reviews and everything. I got, it got okay reviews, depending on who you looked at. Um, okay. But the movie is so strange to me because I think it's a, a, a Japanese manga, I think. Um, and there's a lot of them. And I think they crammed a lot into one movie. And it like turned into a movie about a uh, old school super warrior. Then it turned into a movie about roller derby and then like Edward Norton somehow or reason. It was like out there and weird. And the acting. It was the, about the actor Edward Norton. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, man. It just turned into Edward Norton at the okay. end. Um, <laughs> so the thing was the actress um and she was mm-hmm. like um all um cg but she was mocap and it looked a lot like her i think her name is uh, rosa salazar um okay. uh, phenomenal she is great and i mean like you literally are staring at this like uh like like cgi girl and you're just like like she's amazing and then christoph waltz amazing i love in, christoph waltz amazing yeah. in it and then almost everybody else in that movie is just like, you're like, get out of here. The love interest was insanely bad. Like, dude, mm. get the fuck. And um, I don't know if you guys have seen, have you seen on uh, Amazon Prime, there was a show called Undone. It was like a really, really filmed and drawn animated over it. Bob Odenkirk was in it. Um, no, oh, oh no. Rosar, Rosa Salazar was in that too. Um, like I said, she's she's like feisty. I, 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 I'm into her. She's cool. Um, okay. But I just couldn't, I couldn't get behind it. And I, and dude, I tried, I did the, um, the D box seats. Cause I was like, Oh, it's going to be all actiony and I'm going to be all <laughs> thrown all over the place. The seats are going to be all jumping and shit. And like, that was the best part of the, of the movie was like, I was like, Oh, I'm on a ride. Um, I was like, no, done. This movie's done. Let it be done. And like, we were like, Ugh. so that's going to be the one right now at the moment it's not my most hated but it it is certainly a film that i did not enjoy in my favorite genre right now um brian i'm i'm very excited about this one um what is a film that you like that uh put you in deep thoughts yeah i uh i almost i almost picked um uh, <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because it's a, yes because uh, Deep Thoughts is a reference or Deep Thought is a reference to to that. It's not a very thinker movie, although the books are fantastic. Mm. Um, uh, I picked The Truman Show. Uh, oh my god, oh, nice man, that's which, great. Which, yes. Watching it now, I don't know that it actually would put me into like. Which is just a weird sentence in general. I don't think that it would make me think all that much now. Uh, but I remember when I first saw it and I was like 17, I was like, whoa, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if there's a higher being out there controlling everything. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a good show, though. I remember making making me think a lot when I was younger. And it's just it, there is still a lot of really interesting stuff that happens in it. It's a, it's a totally. great movie. Totally. I love one of my favorites. Movie. Like, I'll, I'll watch that one anytime. Yeah. That was that was like that breakout moment for Jim Carrey where he did some. It was a comedy, but it was also a drama, and he had to put a yeah. very dramatic performance out. Yeah, which is um, actually interesting because the other movie that I was like stuck stuck with was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, um, which is also Jim Carrey. Uh, I think he just does a really good job at at serious. 
uh, stuff too. I yeah, think he totally. does. Yeah. Um, that's another great one too, man. Eternal sunshine. Yep. Um, oh my God. That's so good. Yeah. Those are great ones, man. And I will agree. Those gave me deep thoughts as well. They put me in deep thoughts. <laughs> put me in deep uh, thoughts. I yeah. It's such a weird sentence. It really is. Um, so in those deep thoughts, let's jump to Joe. What's a film that gave you depression? <laughs> it's not funny. I don't, um, it's just so so intense. Yeah, this was a little this was a little tricky because I think there are a lot of moments in movies that make me feel very sad, mm-hmm. um, and I, I it was hard finding just like a single just like a single movie that that just gave me depression. Uh, I ended up picking Manchester Homeward by the Bound. Sea. Oh damn it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. dude. Manchester by yeah. the Sea. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. I mean, the whole. Wait, did you say movie. Homeward Bound? <laughs> oh God! Anyway, no, I want to hear about Manchester by the Sea because uh, Joe, I, yeah, it, I'll completely admit I did not finish Manchester by the Sea yet. Ah, okay. And I can I, see why. I mean, it's a, well, it's a little slow, and and it's kind of I don't I, know. The I, pacing is I, kind of. Weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah well, I think well. I was watching it and like uh, by myself and like I was watching it in our room, like in bed one night and like Kristen came up to bed and I was like, well, I'm not going to make her endure this like 45 <laughs> minutes in. I will turn it off and get back to it. And I never did. And um, it's that from what I just what I watched was rough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, just throughout the whole movie, the guy is just like a broken man. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's it's hard to just see him continue through his life after having gone through what he did i I won't spoil much but i mean i don't know that that's that's the first one that came to mind that was like the whole thing in as itself in a movie gave me sadness so (laughs) that's nice well, not nice, but that's a good one, man. That <laughs> yeah, really is. Yeah. I I would remember like I looked at all these two and I was like, what would I have said? And I I didn't think yeah. of that one. That's a good one. Nice. I don't remember this at all. I'll have to check it out because I I like oh, a, a good um, cry every once in a while. Dude, freaking um, uh, Matt, uh, Ben Affleck's brother Casey Affleck won yeah, yeah. Uh, best actor for it. And remember, I don't know if you remember hearing this or not, but like he won best actor, and the year prior Brie Larson won best actress. And it, it was always common like the the prior year's best actress gives uh presents the award to the best actor and yeah. um there was the story it was like the me too moment was kind of happening at that point and yeah. the story about uh casey affleck um there had come women had come forward saying oh, that he yeah. so when he won she didn't applaud or anything she just stood there it Amazing. was fucking mm-hmm. great Ooh, man mm-hmm. oh she is phenomenal anyway all right Oh, this is mine. Um, so on the opposite, yeah, on the opposite end of things, what's a film that makes you feel happy? It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Ooh, it's yeah. a Wonderful Life. Um, there, I mean, so I can break this down as in A, the film itself is a just fantastic old thing. You know, it's just like, I mean, the story is wonderful and yeah, it's old as dirt, but you know what? It just makes me, it gives me the feels every year. I try to watch it every single Christmas. I cry three to four times 
every time in this movie. And I mean, like I like I get the <laughs> ending is like the ugly cry where I'm really trying hard not to do it. And I'm like, <laughs> like I can't not do it. But like I cry from the fucking beginning of this movie where he's a little boy and the old man is like oh, Mr. Gower, the uh, pharmacist slaps him in his ear because he didn't bring the poison pills. And he's like, he's like, please don't hit my sore ear again. And I'm like, don't hit my sore ear. Like I'm like fucking ball of mush at this movie. Um, and I, and Brian, I'm not going to spoil much of it other than what I did. Cause I know, I don't think you remember it or you haven't seen it in a long time or haven't seen yeah, it at no. all, but there's there, it just, it gets me every fucking time. And I, I'm I can't wait when we watch this eventually together. I'm, I'm going to be, I am going to be sobbing. Uh, because I'm sharing this moment with you. But then other reason it makes me feel so happy is that uh, uh, one of my close friends, uh, Mario, he and I, yeah. he kind of reintroduced into uh, getting me to watch the movie, but like in a movie theater at Christmas time. Like right. we had gone ah, cool. to see it several times. And the last time he and I watched this at a movie theater, um, we had seen it so many times that we were starting to riff on it. Like we do when we record the podcast. So we're in a packed theater and I'm whispering things like to him, like, uh, and we are cracking up. We can, we are like people shushed <laughs> us. And it just, I had such a freaking great time with it. So that movie makes me happy every time I watch it. And like I said, I've seen it like 20, 30 times, man. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, Brian, what is a film that is personal to you? This is a hard one. Um, And this feels like the best place to put this, but uh, Empire Strikes Back. I had to put a Star Wars movie in here somewhere. Star Wars in and of itself is just personal to me. It's like Phantom Menace is one of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters. I saw Revenge of the Sith on like my 12th birthday with all my friends. Um, We all went to go see it together and it's just always been a huge part of my life. And I love all of them. I love the original trilogy. I love the prequels. I like the sequel trilogy. I like all the in-between movies and the cartoons, all of it. Um, But Empire Strikes Back is probably like one of my favorites. I could watch it anytime, any day. Uh, and it's just a, a special, special movie to me because I think uh, I think it's just very good. It makes me happy. Yeah, it is phenomenal. Uh, for a question for both of you in about Star Wars right now. Um, so, what are your thoughts of? You sure you, you want to get into this? We're getting yes, yeah, quick. Just a just long a quick episode. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious. What were your thoughts of being you guys were again really young when this happened and so was I but like um what were your thoughts when they brought the special editions of Star Wars out did you care much like that it was different and, or did you care maybe later in life because uh. I I remember watching them on VHS and when I saw the new special editions in theaters, like I saw it, like I think 97 through 98 and when they were out and to me, it was fucking magical. Now I watch it and I'm like, okay, it was a little weird, but it never, like I know people who are like, fuck that. Fuck those special editions. And I'm like, dude, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's stupid that he stand that he jumps over Jabba's tail or steps on him, but aside from that, it's not to me it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I, I get it, Sorry, go you go, uh, I get why like people would get really upset about it because what George Lucas was doing with the first 
threes, it was like groundbreaking. And people were in awe when the Star Destroyer is flying out onto the screen for the first time. Oh my and, god. In seventy what was it, seventy eight, seventy six? I forgot. Uh seven. Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Um so like I get why people are su- super passionate about like right. n- like these special effects that weren't around during the seventies. It's ruining like this groundbreaking stuff that George Lucas did and whatever. But to me, I, I wasn't, I didn't appreciate the star Wars movies because of, you know, that product, that groundbreaking production. I appreciate it because of the story and everything. Mm-hmm. So right. to me, I didn't care at all about the special effects, the, the new added features and whatever. Um, Love yeah. it. Yeah, I wouldn't have Amazing. known. I got into the. I saw the original trilogy for the first time after I had seen uh, Attack of the Clones, because mm. um, I had seen uh, Phantom Menace in theaters. That was the first movie, I had, uh, Star Wars movie, I'd ever seen. And then Attack of the Clones came out, and we bought it. And then someone loaned me the original trilogy, and I was like, "Oh, this is it." I love this. This is it for me. Um, And it was already special edition. So I I wouldn't have really known the difference uh, Mm -hmm. until much, much later. And like looking back at it now, there's like clearly things that they just shouldn't have done. There's really (laughs) bad. Like it's not good CGI. That's what it is. I know. Late nineties, you know, like it's not even like they used the best CG they could. I know. Like fucking (laughs) Jurassic Park was out and you thought real dinosaurs existed. And then you get to see these fucking like uh, things walking across the desert that the stormtroopers are sitting on. You're like, what the fuck just happened? The same company made these special effects. Some of it's just like bad cinematography like one of them's just like blocking the whole camera shot for a I, moment and no. i'm like who made this decision it's <laughs> uh, supposed to show there's a lot of them but i at the end of the day i love all of it they're all good and i'll watch them all in every every week until the day i die and i'll be nice happy. um uh who's next is it uh it is joe and joe what is your favorite film sequel yes i mean i could just say no, no. Um, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I I didn't really go with like favorite film sequel because there are just there's so many sequels out there. This would be like me trying to figure out what my favorite movie is, which is just impossible task. Um, I I kind of went more on the lines along the lines of like which sequel did I enjoy so much more than mm. the original? Oh, cool. And that for me is The Dark Knight Rises. Um, uh, and it, it is a little good. special story for me too. It, it was my first midnight like showing of a film that that I saw oh, in theaters cool. on opening night and everything. And I loved Batman Begins, but The Dark Knight Rises is just, mm. I, in my opinion, just so good that I couldn't not call this one out for the for this for okay this film sequel. So just for clarification for me, so you love Batman Begins, but you like Dark Knight Rises over the Dark Knight? Oh no no sorry Dark okay. Knight okay okay not Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Rewind. It's the Dark Knight <laughs> okay. with the Joker Heath Ledger. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not Dark Knight Rises. Sorry, uh, it's good. Dark Knight Rises is good. I was Dark Knight I, Rises I know. is good too. I know I people who prefer it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm okay. Awesome, love that man. The Dark Knight, yeah. not rises. Just super clarify. Just exists. The Dark Knight exists. Yeah, yes. I mean, the performances were great. The movie itself questioned the whole like like mythos of Batman being the one who like you know he has this this law and it's put to the test. You know, oh, what a great just 
Everything was great about that. Yeah. Awesome. Drew, why don't you give us a film that stars your favorite uh, actor or actress? This is extremely hard for me right now. I don't know if I could say who a favorite actor or actress is uh, off the top of my head. I mean, I have so many that are favorites. So um, when I thought about this, though, something that came to mind was I am a huge uh, fan of Florence Poe right now. And uh, she was in – so the film I'm talking about is Midsommar. Um, oh damn okay it was i mean her performance first off was absolutely perfect um and it's one of it's a horror movie but it's literally a breakup movie it is about a a woman who goes through an extremely terrible family tragedy and she goes to lean on the one person she has left, her boyfriend who does not appreciate her was about to dump her before this extreme tragedy happens. And instead he puts this person who's going through this terrible thing. He tries to, in a sense, abandon her and go on this college trip to uh sweden um to like study this like group that's going through this midsummer festival way out in the boonies and she goes along and what turns out to be a terrifying terrible terrible experience um it's it's insane. The movie is insane. Her performance is so freaking good in the movie. And I, everybody is amazing in it. It's funnier than you think it should be. Um, it's scary. The fact that the entire movie pretty much takes place during daylight, which is rare to see a horror movie that takes place in the day daylight, you know, um, really great. But her performance is, is just off the charts. And a lot of people, I, I know people who, who hate the movie because it's, it's not, um, it's, it's a different kind of horror movie. Um, the same way that a lot of people didn't like unbreakable when it first came out because they thought it was going to be the sixth sense. Um, <laughs> it's a horror movie, but it's, it's all in its own thing. And it really is something that I think uh, years from now, people are going to be saying is one of the best like horror movies to come out in the last decade. I, um, awesome. I, you know me, I'm a big scaredy cat and that yes, yes. seemed that like when that movie was being advertised, I was like, I like, I really want to see it. I know that I'm not going to actually want to see it, but I really want to like something about it is interesting to me uh, yeah. because it's so different and weird. It's, it's wild and it's not full of like jump scares. It's just a lot of tension and, and yeah. things that, that you just like, when you see it, you're like, Oh my freaking God. Um, yeah, it's, it was very, very, uh, different. Um, let's see, Bri, Bri, how about a film made by your favorite director? Uh, it was hard to pick a favorite, uh, director. Um, yeah, so cause you can't say George Lucas. I can't say George Lucas. Um, <laughs> Honestly, he's not my favorite director. He's not very good at directing. The uh, <laughs> I would <laughs> I picked uh, Life Aquatic. Uh, I'm a I'm a big Wes, Wes Anderson fan. I uh, I haven't seen all of his movies, um, so there's you know there's definitely people who are a bigger Wes Anderson fan fan than me. But 
is one of the very few directors that I get genuinely really excited whenever I see that they're doing something new. Cause I, I definitely want it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll know that I'll want to check that out at the very least for like interesting dialogue and visuals. Um, mm-hmm. Life Aquatic was very good. I've also seen like uh, Grand Buda- Budapest Hotel was very good. Royal yeah. Tenenbaums. Um, I saw Isle of Dogs, uh, which yeah. wasn't my favorite, but it was still like, I love the animation style. Mm-hmm. It was very mm-hmm. good. And yeah. he always gets very interesting people to to cast. He's, uh, yes. There's a new one coming out. Yes, there is. Um, it's like the uh, French it's Hotel. Called. Yeah, or the, or French, the French, French Dispatch. Yeah. And um, yeah, it looks really good. Um, I agree, man. And I, I think he's great. I've, have you ever seen uh, any of his earlier stuff like uh, Bottle Rocket or uh, Rushmore? No, Royal Tenenbaums is the earliest thing I've seen. I highly recommend. I don't know if it's on our list or not, but Rushmore uh, is, I think, Bottle Rocket was the short, he made it as a short film and it was, people liked it so much they they financed him to make it into a feature length. And that was him and Luke and Owen Wilson uh, made it together. And then Rushmore. Oh, fun. Yeah, he he ended up doing Rushmore and kind of discovered um, Jason Schwartzman. Um, and it was his first time working with Bill Murray, too. Great, great film. I, I hope we get to watch it together. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's exciting, man. He, that Fantastic Mr. Fox is another fun one, too. Uh, you know, I've never seen that one. I've been dying to, 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 to watch that. Great, great stuff. Uh, Joe, what yes. is a film that changed your life? Shit. Wow. Yeah, that's a- super hard, super hard to pick because I think every every film leaves just a, leaves a little bit of impact for the next few days. Um, I so I mean, let's let, <laughs> just a few me- days. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no like, I like that. I know what you mean. Yeah, it leaves, I know. <laughs> it leaves an impact for at least a few days, and then I eventually move on. But there are, and if longer, you should see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, um, but. Uh, this one's tough because I think there were a lot that I can think about. Like if I think really hard, I can find some good nuggets from when I was growing up that like, I can really tell that was a movie that changed my life, mm. but I, I I'm kind of just going to go with the first thing that came to mind. Um, and that was interstellar. Um, okay. wow, man, that's wild. And that was like Shit. 2000. That was like 2014, 15, 15, what? Oh, Something wait, no, like, like yeah, I don't know. No, no, 16. Uh, 16. No, 14. like 12. No. 12 14? or 13. 14. 2014. 14. 14? Okay. Yeah, 14. yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it was right after uh, Dark Knight I Rises. It, guys. Yeah, yeah. Two and years after Rises, yeah. It just made me so, like, infatuated with, like, space and time travel. And mm-hmm. it just makes me so curious about what's out there just the physics we don't understand and Mm. i literally think about it every night i don't think about interstellar every night but i think about these concepts and ideas every night and it just i don't i don't do research about it i don't like study what we know i just try to think about what if it's like this or what if it's that or mm-hmm. what if the reality is really this or that it just it, it it was one of those first movies that like it started to explain their reality a bit in the movie and it, i was just like i i i want to study that or i want to learn that because it's yeah. so interesting um yeah. so that that made a huge impact on my life enough to actually change it so like that was the first thing that came to mind Murph! Murph! Oh, 
man. Remember? Yeah. He screams Murph a lot. Um, a guy that we work with, uh, Adam, uh, is was reading, is or was reading a book about the science of Interstellar uh, because huh. it's it is actually fairly there. There's a lot of accuracies. I think even Neil deGrasse Tyson was, was saying say. that was saying that this is one of the more accurate science fiction movies um, about what we know about. Uh, space yeah. travel time and things like that and uh he was just reading that i think um that was really wild and joe one thing that i actually just found out about interstellar was that um you know they they go to that planet the water planet right and you know yeah. all hell breaks loose there um on the water planet before they get on it they even say this is we can only spend a very small amount of time here because uh time is it's it's time travel right because like every minute is like or every hour is seven years that's yep, going to go yep. by or something Earth, like that. And, yeah, yeah. and one of the things that Nolan always does, and I never realized it was in um, that one scene on that planet, but there is a ticking clock in that, in that in there for you to know that seconds are passing to think how much time on earth is actually. Uh, passing. Uh, it's like uh, another, nice. like, like he did in Dunkirk to make you feel tension that something was about to Happen yeah, having the clock tick. He did the same sort of thing during this scene, and that's amazing. Okay. Um, they did the music, I think, on an old church like pipe organ too, or Hans Zimmer did. Hans Zimmer like, sampled so it, good. yeah, um, and hired like an actual organist because he was like, I can't do this myself. So he hired like an old church organist to just like shred the music on an old pipe organ. Or something. Oh my god, man, that's so funny too, man. Because that that that's another one where the soundtrack is very very good in that movie too. Mm. cool totally what do you got for me brian um yeah so how about a film that you dozed off in the adventures of tintin <laughs> okay three times i have tried oh to watch this movie three oh, times and i've fallen asleep three times and i feel bad because uh i think that first one was was spielberg with jack peter jackson producing and then um and it was like mocap and it was like really really wild but i remember the first time i watched it was after i got out of work i i turned the movie theater projector on and i sat there i think it was an imax and i was out man i was out like a light it was like 2 a.m and i was fucking done so then i tried to watch it in theaters again like two weeks later didn't happen same exact spot i fell asleep um maybe two years three years after that i was sitting at home it was late, but it wasn't that late. And I was like, I got this. And then I woke up at the end and I was like, oh, like things were like the ending was happening. I was like, oh, no. Um, so that is a movie I just can't get through. I can see that, though. It does look like I was never interested in this movie, but it, it, like just looking at the cover of it, I'm like, yeah, I could fall asleep during that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just I couldn't. I don't know why. Um Brian. Screenplay was oh. by sorry, this just yeah, no, like caught ahead. me off guard. The screenplay for Adventures of Tintin was by uh with a couple S- other people, but Stephen Simon? Moffat, the oh, guy Stephen uh, Moffat, yeah. The guy who's the he was the showrunner for Doctor Who and Sherlock, the BBC yep. shows. Mm-hmm. Um just thought that was odd. I didn't know he did movies or anything. Yeah. Uh yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Um no no, it's good, man. Brian, what is a film that made you angry? Um, uh, this was hard. I, uh, just recently I watched, uh, uh, fun with, uh, Dick and Jane. Mm -hmm. Um, and it made me think about all the, 
it, like I don't think any movie has ever given me like a physical angry reaction at the movie itself. It's usually about the commentary within the movie. So like uh, with fun, fun with Dick and Jane, it's actually about uh, like uh, the economy collapse and like uh, major corporations like Enron screwing all of their employees or, mm-hmm. or, and you know, the rich getting away with it, you know, or only getting 18 months or, or, or whatever. Mm. Um, uh yeah, so like I movies like that, I guess <laughs> anytime that there's any sort of like social commentary. Um yeah, yeah. like uh Vice I had seen recently uh with uh Christian Bale as um Dick. Dick Cheney. Uh yeah, stuff like that always always makes me angry. I'm like, ah the one percent yeah. <laughs> screwing us all over. Uh, nice. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have anything to add to that, so I'm yeah. just gonna move try on. To, try to I, keep I, it quick. That's fine. Yeah, I agree, man. Though um, that that commentary does like you're like, God damn, this really happens in the real world, and then yeah. you're like happy that they stick it to the man in a sense. Um, yeah. Joe, what yeah. is a film you like made by a director that is now dead? Yeah, um, I don't know a lot of directors, so I had to search. I just searched like dead directors and then i I, and then i and then i I did uh, the same thing and then i um i found like the first one i recognized and i was like oh do they have any films that i like and i you know i discovered or not discovered but i stumbled upon i'm like oh of course of course this one i stumbled upon alfred hitchcock and then Mm -hmm. that made me think of rear window which is oh, one of the one of the first window so uh, good. Not, not one of the first one one of the first <laughs> movies that um well okay so my my older siblings took like an art of the film class in high school and they both needed to watch this this movie for their class and i watched it with them and i loved it it was awesome i never thought i, w- I could love like an old black and white movie as a kid but oh man loved it and yeah it's an old movie and the director's dead rest in peace Alfred. um yeah so yeah i i guess i'll just go with rear window and and you know disturbia uh, it's all right but you know rear window the og it's it's phenomenal yeah. check it out if you haven't <laughs> Yeah, that is a that is a phenomenal movie, especially just the the usage of that like very minimal set. We're taking place in pretty much just one mm. room the entire time, yeah. and and the tension and the the. I mean, uh, Brian, I don't know if you've seen it, but the main character is in a wheelchair for some reason. I don't want to say anymore because you should see this movie. But mm. like he like it's it's all paranoia in a sense too like he thinks he saw something and and you just he can't go anywhere and it's like oh my fucking god it's so <laughs> good uh, another great jimmy stewart uh performance um awesome cool day 24 uh, here yeah drew uh this is gonna be hard for you uh, super hard for me uh, a film you wish you saw in theaters you've seen a lot of movies in theaters you just yeah you do so, that so lay lay out the rule for me then is it something that could could be any movie or does it have to be something that i missed while i was going to theaters i think i think any movie uh, jaws a film okay yeah 
<laughs> Jaws. Yeah, no, if, if, if you had said the other way, I would have had to stop and really think. Um, no, Jaws is something I wish I could have experienced uh, with a crowd of people and, yeah. and seen it um, like with people who have never time, seen yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even like now, I, I don't know if I've seen Jaws in a movie theater when it's played or if I've played it. Maybe I played it in a theater once. I brought a DVD and played it. Um, I can't even remember, honestly, but uh, if I could have seen Jaws, Jaws, the way that some people had seen Jaws, or even just with, again, that was the first blockbuster. That was the first summer blockbuster ever to be there and experience that. And at the time, those special effects, that was insane. Do you know what I mean? That shit was the real deal. And and Brian, you even said like after watching, you're like, that's why I don't go in the water because it has that mm-hmm. effect on us. The fact right. that you don't know what is under the water, you can't see, you don't know. And there's essentially, if you think about it, because we have not explored all of the water on our planet. That's mm. a fucking alien world under there. Like we do not could be know anything. anything. There could be shit that we just don't know about. Um, and that just boggles my mind. So if I could have seen that in the theater with everybody and experienced it the first time, I, I, I think that would have been one of the coolest experiences I would have nice. ever had. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my yeah. grandmother went with her sister to go see Jaws in theaters um and it was sold out and so they were like oh, i'll just go see this uh religious flick instead so they watched monty python's the holy grail <laughs> <laughs> oh god by the way that no was no idea good. what they were walking into <laughs> that was one of my uh, other choices for um the movie with five words or more in the title oh um, yeah that's, nice. a good one. that's so funny anyway um let me jump over here to you brian um what is a film that you like that is not set in the current time era? Um, yeah, I mm. uh, like most of these had a hard time picking, but the the I went with uh, Jojo Rabbit um, just because I had seen it recently and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think Taika is a great uh, director and writer and all actor sort and... of. Yeah, anything yeah. he does, I'll watch. Uh, I, I like I'm really excited to see anything else. They oh my do. god, his Star Wars movie! Like, oh, it's gonna what be the fuck so is that? Good. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, almost as uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, almost as good as uh, as Ryan Johnson's because he's one of the best uh, Star Wars directors. Come at me. No, um, I agree. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jojo Rabbit uh, made me laugh, made me cry. Very good film. Nice, um, Joe. So, guys, we're we're rounding on the end right I now. Know, we're so com- coming up, yes. Joe, what is a film that you like that is adapted from somewhere? Not an original. Um, this is tricky because I don't know. I just had to look up movies adapted from a book, movies adapted from real life events, movies adapted from a ride. Um, Play so, a ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I, no, I ended up going with Fight Club. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, so Fight Club was a book. And mm-hmm. Chuck Palahniuk. And I, I, I've never read the book, but Fight Club is one of those first is, is, is one of the first movies that I remember like obsessing about. Like mm. I, I never really had an obsession with a movie until Fight Club. And I think 
I think the reason why is because of the big twist. Has anyone has has everyone seen oh. it here? Yes. Uh yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Because of the big twists of when you find out Tyler Durden is like Brad Pitt's character. Wait, what? <laughs> and Edward Norton's character. And um and I, I don't know, I, I always love a movie that is kind of you don't know what the reality is and then you find out or it just yeah. just kind of like questioning questioning reality in general my favorite movies like truman show up there yeah. mm-hmm. like way up there Th- those are always going to be my favorite movies and fight club was kind of a mixture of like like fight the fight the system at the same time as like a twist slash like i'm sure unsure of reality so yeah nice. fight club. yeah that's a and, and to me i i I honestly think that the movie was a better adapt adaptation than the book. Um, (laughs) The book's really good. It it is, but it has a very, uh, I felt, uh, not necessarily flat, but un, uh, not as exciting of an ending. It's like a big actiony ending, but it's almost like a, what the fuck is happening? Mm, Like it's very out there compared. And this ending was, uh, I would say it's, it's almost a perfect ending. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it wows you. And then you're like, what just happened? And then there's almost hope at the end. And mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Um, that's a, that's a really good one, man. And that's also one of, uh, that's probably the movie that like solidified David Fincher as like an it director. Like he had done yeah. already did seven prior to that. But like when he did fight club, that was like a holy shit. Like 1999 was an insane years for movies. And that was one of those ones where it was like, Jesus. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Drew, a film that is visually striking to you. There's, there's so many, honestly. Mm. Um, I, I, I could, I could say, you know, uh cloud atlas uh but <laughs> i mean i it's funny i haven't mentioned it earlier uh, i could say go with cloud atlas because there's a lot of great visuals in there uh and they did a very good job going from all these different timelines i could uh say the 300 Zack snyder doing uh that that incredible just almost all green screened and um like doing this really interesting and uh chaotic choreographed fighting but if I'm even going to jump to a, a different comic book movie uh, that I thought was so incredibly well done, and that was uh, Frank Miller's Sin City. Um, oh. um, uh, what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Rodriguez. Um, uh, Frank Miller and um, Robert Rodriguez uh, directed the movie together, and they, they basically uh, took three of Frank Miller's Sin City graphic novels and made three segments, like 45 minute segments of uh, each story. And they are, I'm talking like frame for frame. Like you could look at the comic book and you could look at this actual movie and see everything is like that pops in it. And the fact that the book was in black and white and had pops of color and that the whole movie is black and white, except the things that need to pop at you in color. And it's so Mm -hmm. digitally crisp and everything is CGI and they play it like a forties noir, but it, you don't know the timeline. Like shit's in there is fucking nuts. Like um, blood is always red and it's like vibrant red. Um, 
and like there's things like I just remember like the the uh, makeup like they made Mickey Rourke look exactly like his character in there and I mean there is insane amount of makeup that had to be put on him and prosthetics on his face and make his jaw look like a square I don't mean like a, like a square <laughs> jaw like we say I mean it looks like a fucking square like it's insane and the details in that insanely good the whole thing is so worth it um that is that's arguably one of the best comic book movies ever made i won't call it it's not a superhero movie but it is one of the darkest dirtiest and coolest superhero movies ever made and it's so faithful to the to the graphic like insanely good that's awesome i've never seen it I'll, yeah. uh, I'll have to check that out. Oh my god! Like it, it is just—it's like if you like that film noir kind of feel, but then it gets dirty and it gets brutal, and it is so good. And the stories kind of connect together. Um, It's—it's it's wild, man. It really—it is wild. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. You should check it out if you just are looking for something different to watch. Um, so yeah, visually striking. Uh, if you ever—if you do watch it. Ask me to, and I'll let you borrow the graphic novels too, or, or read them first and watch and compare. They are so close together. It's like, I, I don't know if there's any movie that's ever come out that is that close to the source material. Right. Um, so anyway, Bri Bri, cool. what is a film that made you feel uncomfortable? Ugh, uh, there's, uh, there's only two that come very vividly to mind. And, uh, one of them is <laughs> I more know about the them. story around it. You know, one of them cause we I know saw it together yeah, yeah. and it's uncut gems. Yes. Did we watch that on Christmas together? Or was uh, that Thanksgiving? We watched it on a holiday. Did it was a holiday really? that you and I, Wait, in the New daytime. Year's. New Year's. It was New, New Year's, Year's New Day. Year's. Yeah. Cause you I was and down I went to go see this. Yeah. 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 At like uh, noon. At noon. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was like, we went to go see it, and there was old people in the theater. Like really, it was like they like a, they took a bus from the nursing home, and they were all like, uh, there was like a lot of like awful stuff that happens in the movie, and whenever something awful would happen, someone would be like, oh my, oh yeah, and we lost we lost how many people? They, we had walkouts. Oh, they in were that walking movie. out. They, they were, were wa- rolling. Yeah. yeah. And it was really uncomfortable because one thing spooked Brian and he just held my hand and it was a little damp. So like we were both like we were like like rubbing our hands on our like jeans afterwards. But, yeah. Um, there was what there was a couple in front of us where uh, they, they keep like nudging each other when certain things would happen, and that was really uncomfortable to watch. Dude, we knew this was going to be a great experience when a trailer. There was a trailer about like a, a woman, a girl who's like a nanny, or like it was like a horror movie, but she was like super religious, and yeah. she was like she'd like whip herself if something bad happened, and she was yes. like, and like the the one of the lady in front of us, the first she that was the first. Oh my. We were like, this is gonna be great. Um, Um, Yeah, that movie was a was a uh, was a visual panic attack. Yes, I I was like clutching my seat the entire time. The only other one I ever I could, yeah. uh, (laughs) The only other movie that can remember making me feel uncomfortable was only because of like the situation I was in. Whereas I think no matter where I watched Uncut Gems, I would have been uncomfortable because it's just an uncomfortable film. Uh, the Shape of Water. I watched. Um, uh, I was on a twenty-four hour flight, 
and oh, I was yes. running out of movies to watch, so I started watching it, and it just gets so sexual, but it's also a fish. I know. And so I'm like, are other people watching me watch this? And like, what the hell is this pervert watching? Um, and I'm like, no, sorry, I just, I'm, I'm real into fish. Uh, I love it. I love this nasty stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, those are those are great, man. Um, I also yeah, I also watched Shape of Water on on a plane and was thinking the same exact thing. I was like. Ooh, don't that, watch me watch this film please yeah. oh that it is felt, it felt dirty it felt wrong yeah that is so great i love it um <laughs> joe yes our next one here your last one yep. what was a film that makes you want to fall in love shape of water <laughs> <laughs> um this is tricky because there's you know there's a bunch of great romance movies out there um, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two answers or no, I'll just give you, no, I'm going to give you two. Give me two. I'm going to give you Come one on. answer. No, I'm going to give All you right. one answer. Give me one. I'm going to give you the romance movie answer. And that is the notebook. It's, I, I, I loved it. And I don't know. It's just, the whole movie is just like, a. you just, you just want them to be together. And you kind of take away with like, oh, you know, I hope I find someone like that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. the the other angle I I was thinking about going with this this question was, uh, um, kind of like not a romance movie, but a movie about like best friends, because. Oh, okay what I find in my, my relationship now is like, we're best friends. And, mm. and when I see movies about best friends, I think about my, my situation and how I'm, I'm uh, my great relationship I'm in and they're my best friends. So I was trying to think of one like that, but I couldn't really, couldn't really find the right one. So mm. I just went with the other angle of the romance. I like it. Yeah. We are on the final uh final day of this 30 day challenge yeah. um and it somehow took us 45 days but we're here uh a film with your favorite ending drew this this is uh, like so hard um there's so many movies that i love the ending on uh you know i could say i love all 20 endings of return of the king um <laughs> I I could, you know, say the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, uh, but I think at the moment, right now, the first thing that came to mind was the Shawshank Redemption. Nice. And I forget, Brian, you have never seen? Never seen. Okay. Oh, man. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what the ending is, but to me it's uh it's a perfect ending. Um yeah. It's another one that that the the book the source material was a very short story, and they they came out with something that is an incredible story of hope, pain, um, and I don't even want to say revenge, but almost like knowing and and this just the power of 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 hope, and it's it definitely has. Um, it just has such a perfect ending for what the story is. Um, 
it's a wonderful movie. I, I don't know if I think it's the best film ever made. Like uh, it, it seems to be on the IMDb top hundred to two fifty forever. But uh, it's certainly an extremely memorable film that I understand why it's on TV all the time. Um, one of those ones you have to stop and watch when you see it if you've seen it. You know, um, so that would be my that would be my final one right now at this moment in time. Shawshank Redemption has a uh, perfect nice. ending to it. Um, nice. Yeah. Love it. Totally agree. Yeah. And boys, we, we finished. Um, we, we yeah, got through perfect endings. I know. Right. Uh, we're and we're all still friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got through this and I hope the, um, hope the listeners, I hope this was enjoyable. I hope you guys kind of hear some of the stuff that we thought. And this is a perfect one for you guys to let us know, you know, not where we got it wrong. Cause these are our own answers. Damn it. But tell us some of your favorites, <laughs> you know, what are some of your favorites out of those categories that we went through? I mean, I, we would love to know, feel free to drop us a line on our Instagram, on our Facebook, uh, Twitter, even, I mean, throw us a line in our email, realdoofs at gmail.com, because we would honestly love to hear from you. And we appreciate this being a suggestion from our fan, uh, Phil Morgan, uh, Tiger Tattoos. Uh, thank you for asking for us to do this. Uh, honestly, guys, I loved it. And I was surprised at some of the stuff you guys said. And I was really happy that I could connect with you on this, too. Yeah, I mean, I was genuinely surprised that someone asked for this. So I guess thanks to anybody who's still listening to this episode at this point, because it's a long (laughs) one. And uh, it's just, it's really fun getting to do this. And this is the sort of stuff that we do, you know, at work together is just sit around and talk about, (laughs) we did actual work too, but like on breaks, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) sit around in case any of our bosses are listening, I guess. Um, no, we did real work and just talking about the stuff, but it's it's cool to be able to to do it and share it. And I'm glad that um, people are listening to it. Awesome. I knew this was coming. Uh, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, thanks for joining us. That's our show. And we really appreciate everybody taking that time to tune in and tune out with us you know sharing is caring and we're doing this so you can get a little sense of Joe, Brian and myself and in these crazy times we want you to know that we're there for you so I'll make this quick you know where to find us if you need us and that's The Real Doof Promise. Good night, everybody.